Welcome to Her Take, a podcast by three friends sharing their take on just about anything. I'm Jackie. I'm Jen. And I'm Kira. Thanks for joining us. Let's get into it. Jackie here. Welcome back to another episode of Her Take. Happy March. Hope your week has been off to a great start. I know. Can you believe it? Kira and Jen are giving me surprised, Shook. concerned faces. Yeah. I know. Sorry it's, to uh, interrupt your uh, intro, but I'm no, kind of like, how is it March? How already? is it? Almost your birthday. I don't know. We talk about it every week. We don't I know. know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope that the week has been off to a good start. I have some, you know, exciting updates. I think so does everyone else. So uh, I think with that, we'll just uh, jump into things. So Kira, why don't you uh, tell us what's been going on? Yeah, thank you. Lovely intro. I... Don't have much going on. I didn't do, like, same old, same old, no, no new updates. I am starting spring break, though, which is a little woo-woo, wild. wild. Um, I'm, like, more excited about it than I thought I was going to be because I do plan on spending a good amount of time just studying for my exams after spring break. But now I'm like, but I can do it in a leisurely way, you know? Yeah. I can, like, relax, study a little read, chillax, whatever. So I am looking forward to that. I have a really random question in regards to makeup that I was going to ask you guys. I am like aware of the timeline that makeup allegedly expires or goes bad, but like I still keep stuff beyond those expiration dates. And I'm thinking I should just throw things out because I'm super not wearing it anymore, but I'm such a hoarder and get like, what if I need it eventually? Right. <laughs> and I don't have it. And I have to rebuy it. And then I'll feel bad that I have to rebuy it after I threw it out. Um, I'm just wondering if like other people also keep makeup way longer than you're allegedly supposed to. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody does. Right. <laughs> like, I think it also depends on what we're talking about. Like, if you're talking about eyeshadow, you could definitely keep that for a number of years. And I think that's okay so long as the chemistry is not messed up there um I think foundation like you really shouldn't Mm -hmm. be keeping that for over two years in my opinion and I would imagine like it probably would be a little funky at that point Mm -hmm. yeah there's definitely lipsticks and eyeshadow lipsticks lipsticks I keep for a long time like I know these like makeup people they're like you gotta throw your things out when it's expired no I don't do that I have lipsticks that I've had for years eyeshadow I'll keep for years I've had the same naked three palette since I was 16 probably that is literally what I was thinking about the The freaking naked palette Because it's so expensive and it was such a big deal in high school and I never used it. Yeah. Like I used it like three times. Yeah. But now that I I cannot bring myself to throw it out. Like how can I? I think I might have thrown it out That's okay, I think. Yeah. And it's like, it's dry. I'm like, I can't bring myself to throw it out, but I think I threw it out recently because I was like, this is (laughs) gross. Yeah. I don't I think, know. Yeah, if it's gross, then throw it out. There are some things that I just go through fast anyway that I will just throw out, like... I mean, I haven't been using it lately, but 
mascara i would go through quickly right um, that's like the one thing gel, and then concealer because I, I don't wear foundation but i just like use concealer sometimes and it's not like a huge it's like the, i use the maybelline wake me up concealer that has like the little soft applicator so that'll go through like in a, in maybe like eight nine months or something mm-hmm. maybe even a year but, like, so I'll get rid of that probably, like, at the appropriate time. But, like, other stuff, like, especially, like, NARS blushes. It's, like, a $50 blush. I'm not going to throw that out in six months or 18 yeah. months, however long they say it. Like, I've still got the same NARS blush that I had when I was 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, like, if the chemistry of the makeup is not messed up, it's probably okay to keep. Like, how do you know that? You know, like, have you ever seen like a lipstick or like a lip gloss and it, it's, you know, it's like when, um, like it separates. Yeah. 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 I see what you're saying. I see. Cause my aunt works for Lancome. So we always got all these like lipsticks, blushes, eyeshadows. And like before I was even wearing, I know, but before I was even really wearing makeup. So I just have like this hoarded pile of this stuff that I didn't wear for years slash I'm definitely not wearing now. Yeah. Um, but that's stuff I might keep. Yeah. Do you remember, Kira? This was, like, years ago. We were, like, 15, 16. We went to see, like, Ed Sheeran or something on the Today Show. And then after, we met your mom and we took a tour of, like, the Vogue or, like, the Teen Vogue offices at the old Condé Nast building. And they let us raid the makeup closet. And I didn't know any better because I was too young to understand makeup. And I grabbed, right. like, like one lip gloss and an eyeshadow. And I was like, I should have done a better job. I always think about that. I'm like, oh, I've been in so that. <laughs> I've been in that makeup closet, like, at least a few other times. And, yeah, I always feel guilty. I'm like, oh, like, I'm so sorry I'm here. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I shouldn't be here. And they're like, please, take don't stuff. Feel guilty. <laughs> yeah. After what we've learned about Condé Nast in recent years. Right, you can take it's like stuff. like raid that place, yeah. That's funny. That's good memory. What right? did we see on the Today Show? I don't, I, I never was... saw Ed Sheeran, so oh. I don't think that was me. Claire Lloyd? Maybe. Maybe. I didn't see Ed Sheeran on the Today Show, That personally. was just with Becca. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so that was a different time. Maybe it was Claire... Is that her name, Claire Lloyd? Claire Lloyd, Cher Lloyd. Cher Lloyd, Claire Lloyd. Oh. <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, no, it's not Don't Claire. even remember. Like, yeah, that's Cher how Lloyd. Wow, remember Times that? have changed. Well, I, I can't even, uh, I, I don't even remember what music I used to listen to in high school. da 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 dum dum da dum dum That's the song. <laughs> I have no idea what it's called. Was it, was it Want You Back? Oh, yes. I think I had that on my iPod. Wow memories she was on the x factor with one direction yeah so she was that's British. how she was yeah. she was very cool very cool at the time at she the was time. like the edgiest artist i listened to yeah i was like oh my god <laughs> yeah this is very rappy you know yeah 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 like she's from uh like manchester too so she's got kind of like a funkier british accent right. it's not posh it's at not all southern yeah. or anything yeah anyway tbt really anyway this yeah. is just a reminder that if you have some nasty makeup throw it out yeah throw it out it's not good for your skin not good for you but i will say also like things like foundation and concealer you should probably like pay attention to more about when that expires and like skincare totally totally well skincare like using all the time yeah yeah Um, like an eyeshadow you're fine yeah yeah 
makeup is just like I'm just not not putting it on now, especially yeah. also, like clean your brushes. That I think is that yeah, too. Clean, up, clean your uh, makeup sponge. I got rid of a makeup sponge yes. recently too because I was like, that's kind of gross. Like, let me just not use it anymore yeah. because yeah. I do clean mine, but I think after a while, it's kind of like... Yeah, I think after it's used, even though you clean it, I think it gets kind of nasty. Anyway, that's it. (laughs) That was the check-in. Well, thanks for sharing, Kira. Uh, Definitely gave me a lot to think about, and I'm going to go clean out my makeup bag after this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jen, what's been going on? All right, like, I'm not sure where this fits. It's probably not the check-in, but I don't know where else to really put this. Like, there's just been a rise of hate crimes against Asian Americans, especially in New York City, which is yeah really troubling and surprising. And I was a little worried a couple of weeks ago when my roommate was still here. Yeah. But yeah, I was very worried when my roommate was still here about something, like, happening to her and, like, her leaving the apartment alone. Um, I feel like I've seen people post about it, but I haven't seen any resources or ways to help but I'm also not really sure what to do to Mm -hmm. help so I feel like I haven't really been talking about it on my social media and then I had a moment where I felt like okay over the summer I was like preaching being like anti-racist and that was you know more geared towards the black community but like this is also racist behavior and I'm not really doing anything now So I definitely want to post some stuff on our Instagram, at Her Take Podcast, um, but also my own personal Instagram. I just feel like I need to find something that's good and helpful. Um, But yeah, it's it's really troubling and quite honestly fucked up. And I don't know why it's happening now, so to speak. I know it's related to COVID because people are like blaming Asians for COVID, which is ridiculous. But like, why now, like, almost a year after the pandemic has started? It's just odd. I think and it's maybe just that's because that I don't know. people are talking about it more now. Yeah. I think a lot of what people are sharing is that this stuff is not getting a lot of attention in the news. And I agree, there right. haven't been a ton of, like, donate here kind of uh, posts. I think it's been more just about trying to raise awareness that this is going on. I don't right. – I think there has been a rise, but I don't – totally think it's new. Um, I have friends who at the start of the pandemic received hurtful comments walking down the street um, because of the way they look, which to me is just like, they're, it, it's yeah. not their fault. <laughs> like, it doesn't that. even make sense. Um, and I th- it's something that my friends have spoken about even before uh, the pandemic and after Trump's uh, election, a lot of stuff came up. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know why now. I think the Asian community is a little more, in my opinion, quiet about the racism that they receive compared to the Black community. The Black community makes a lot of noise about the hate and racism they receive, and the Asian community. Um, not that either way is you know wrong or right like it's horrible in both situations I just think they're a little more quiet about um confronting the racism um and that's why they're a little more neglected 
Yeah. I don't I mean, I hope that's not offensive. Also, that's just my opinion. No, like, I, I would. Ag- yeah. Yeah. I would probably agree because I didn't start seeing things online about it. I mean, I knew that it was happened at the beginning of the pandemic, but I feel like I heard that like reported in the news and then there wasn't a lot about it. And then I heard about it because people started posting it, just like regular people started talking about it online right. on social media last month. And so, and like maybe if, even in like at the end of January, like that's just like when I saw it, but I would agree mm-hmm. that there wasn't as much, it wasn't, there wasn't a ton of noise about it online for like, maybe it just wasn't getting enough traction. I don't know. Like, for whatever reason, that yeah. maybe. Um, and I think the other thing that I have started to realize is with, you know, the Black Lives Matter protests and that movement getting a resurgence this year, that's very focused on, like, institutionalized racism, like, systemic racism. You know, I'm not going to, like, open up a whole nother can of worms, but it's, like, all about, like, police brutality and... Um, you know, historic discrimination that has continued to like hold back the black community, etc. So I think there are some more tangible ways to help out there. Whereas Asian Americans, in my perspective, they're the model minority and they haven't been as systemically marginalized in the same way that the black community has. And that's not to say that they haven't faced racism in the United States. Like they were literally put into concentration camps during uh, World War II. That happened. So I'm not discounting that. I just think it's it's a little different. And um, this seems to be more about hate crimes committed by other average Joes against, you know, Asian average Joes. So it, it's a different flavor. And I think it's less obvious to me about how to help out. Because if I donate to something, I'm not really sure how that's really going to stop this. And so it feels like we just need to raise more awareness about this. Um So I'm going to do a little bit more research after we record, try to find some resources. And I just want to personally apologize for not speaking up about it sooner. Mm -hmm. I guess I had seen things here and there, and I didn't really take the time to invest my energy into how bad this is and how troubling it is. So that's on me, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to do better. And I will just add one more thing like this. Like Jen said, this is happening a lot in New York City, a lot in San Francisco that I'm seeing, which has a large Asian population. Um, And some of my friends who have experienced racism, it happened in Boston. Like these are very diverse populated cities. And liberal cities. Yeah. This is like, I'm sure it happens. Well, maybe, I don't know, but I'm sure it happens in like Kentucky as well. But it's just like most of the things I'm seeing are in these liberal cities. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. We'll figure it out. We'll share some more resources. We'll solve it, guys. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll figure it out. Her take, we're going to put our heads together and and solve this. We shouldn't make light of it, but yeah. Um, But yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that up, Jen, because I wanted to talk about it on the pod, and I didn't know how... Yeah, it's like a heavy thing to talk about, and it's hard because... I think I also wasn't informed, really, and I wasn't really taking the time to look into it. Yeah. And now I've looked into it a little bit yeah. more. And- it's something that's more difficult to um, provide kind of like a more like real tangible solution to because like the only thing that you can do, not the only thing you can do, but something that like the best thing that you can do is just like talk to people about it, talk about it, make sure that other people understand um, like 
I mean, hopefully, like, the people in our lives don't think that this is okay or justified anyway, but, you know, you want to talk about it and, and bring it to people's attention and let them know that this is happening. And then the only, you know, and then another, you know, I think if you see something happening in the street, something going on in your daily life to do what you can to help that person. Sometimes that might be a dangerous situation, but I think that's like sort of like the point that we're at. And so it's, it's not as, um, like you said, like there, you know, like there are plenty of organizations. Yeah. And like, there are plenty of like organizations and and places that need resources and need funding, but like, that's not going to stop attacks on the street. So it really takes like a different kind of action from people. So it's not as clear cut, like what to do, you know? So yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Completely agree. Yeah. So we'll figure out which resources we can share ways to help. Um, but yeah, just want to spread awareness and personally apologize for not doing more up until this point. Um, and then I got some personal news and I'll keep this brief, but like I was dating somebody for the past two months Two months? What? Two months? Well, like, dating in the sense that we were, like, seeing each other, talking. Um, So, yeah, I recently ended things with him just because I didn't see it going further. Mm. Um, But, yeah, I kind of am not feeling great about it because I Um. feel like I led him on and he was way more into me than I was into him. Um, and he felt a little blindsided, but I just couldn't keep seeing him knowing that he wasn't my person. So oh, cute. Yeah, it is what it is. And now I'm back on hinge. So we'll see where that goes. <laughs> well, at least you ended it now and like yeah. you didn't let it go further. Right. Like yeah. two months, I feel like is, you know, it's not like a super short amount of time, but it's also not a crazy, I feel like you gave it a chance to yes. flourish. So it's like, you don't want to like end things necessarily. Cause you know, sometimes, I mean, I speak from zero experience, but like sometimes relationships, they take time. You need to let, see how things grow and develop. And so I, I think know. you gave it enough time but you didn't drag it out and make it a six month you know what I mean like a six month relationship is something you know that's a totally different story so I think you did it's hard to know what's how how best to handle things at the time but I think you you did the right thing yeah and that's what I kept saying to myself was oh maybe I just need more time to figure out if I really like him or not and I think it was also difficult because he probably was the nicest guy I've ever dated and um yeah just like treated me really well and I think on paper was what I wanted but I think for whatever reason at the end of the day there just like wasn't a spark and the way that I described it was I am the salsa dancing emoji and this guy is just your normal smiling face emoji and I need the disco guy emoji and that's kind of how I feel right and but yeah, I'm trying to start dating because I'm in New York and why not? I need to put myself out there, which is why I made the hinge in the first place, mm-hmm. immediately yeah. matched with this guy the day I made the hinge and wow. have been seeing him since. But yes, recently ended it. Uh, but other than moving to New York and having my roommate and her dog and all that, this is probably like the second most interesting thing that's been happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I had no idea. But yeah. Kept it on yeah, the DL. Yeah, I, I didn't want to 
talk about it on the pod because I was still trying to figure it out. That's fair. But uh, it's over now and I feel bad and he definitely didn't really see it coming and he said, I thought things were going well and I just had to explain. It wasn't that things weren't going well. It's just I've given this a chance and I also am at this point in my life where I have been in a serious relationship. Right. And I'm not going to... Um, be in a relationship with somebody at this point who I don't see a potential in marrying, to be quite honest. And I just, not that he, we just weren't as compatible. Yeah, and you're not, I'll just leave it yeah, at that. You're not and that's fine. You don't owe everyone. anybody an explanation. Yeah. I know. But and you're it's good. tough. And it's tough because I'm sitting here and I feel very guilty about it. And I think I've been beating myself up a little bit that I don't like him as much as I do because I'm sitting here like, oh, he cooks me dinner and texts me good morning. Why don't I like him as much as he likes me? But it is what it is. And um, my person is hopefully out there. And I'm also, and this is a whole pod topic, but I'm also trying to get more comfortable with the idea that I might not ever end up with someone. But that's a whole other journey. That is a journey. But yes, I just... I've been single now for over a year and a half and haven't even come close to being with another guy. Um, and I just felt like it's also been I just start putting myself out there a little bit. Yeah. So I'm on hinge. And I think dating in New York is also a little weird because of COVID. Right. Um, and this guy that I was seeing has his own apartment. And honestly, normally I would advocate for more dates, but I think given how cold it was, and both of us are pretty cautious, we would just mostly hang out at his apartment. He would cook me dinner, and it was chill. And um, I'm looking forward to it getting nicer out because then you could do more outdoor things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, still single. Yeah. And that's a it's okay. uh, an interesting life update from me. Hmm. Yeah. A lot well, to unpack there. Yeah, Maybe we'll unpack it another sharing. time. Yeah, but I mean, yes. you definitely shouldn't be. I just sound like Matt James. Thank you for sharing that with me. Um. Yes. Well, I also feel, and I think about this sometimes too, and it's probably bad, but watching The Bachelor, I think about if there were other contestants in this mix, would I feel like you were still my best match? <laughs> and that's kind of how I feel. Like, if I, I were The Bachelor, like this guy would make it how far to right you before hometown, and then I would be like, it. I just don't see this going any right. further, which is basically what I did. Yeah. It's kind of and it's not again not to I discount the like person that. that he is, but <laughs> I just feel like he wouldn't make it to hometowns, and he didn't. I feel so. like that's actually like excellent dating advice. Yeah, like pretend <laughs> you're the bachelorette. Has us something. Pretend you have twenty contestants. Yeah, would this guy make it to the end? Right. Yes. The person that you end up with would you send a home on a one? Be the person you know that I mean? you lose <laughs> every single time, no matter who else. Would he get the final yeah. rose? You know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And again, great guy. I just think the grass is greener elsewhere. And I yeah. have felt stronger about other people already. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I just, like I said, he is the plain smiling emoji and I am the salsa dancing emoji. And I need to find my disco man emoji. That's yeah, fine. That's okay. Yeah. yeah Sometimes okay. So, balance is good. Yeah. You might like a regular old smiling emoji, but this one was just not vibing. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. So... Sorry to this man's, but <laughs> we're back yeah, okay. on the apps. Yeah. <laughs> also, our friend Alyssa, who is also in the city, um, is also on the apps. And we're 
scheming to do like a, a joint hinge or a joint bumble to do double dating wow. kind of stuff. Wow, wow, wow. But That's yeah, I'm also, yeah, by the way, I should mention, I just have felt this need to put myself out there, but I'm also not really looking for a relationship. I just feel like I'm in the city. I'm single. I've been kind of feeling the same though. Like I've been debating re-downloading Hinge and I'm like, can I just like try to talk to people rather than like actually meeting up with people because COVID. Um, But also I just like don't have the energy for it. Right. Yeah. It's so draining. Yeah. I think in this instance, me and this guy FaceTimed four times before we met up in person. Mm-hmm. So I think that's definitely an avenue that you can go down as right. well. And then if you get to that point where you do want to meet up in person, I think then at that point it's sort of yeah. calculated risk about doing that. So, But yes. Anyway, so <laughs> that's pretty much it about me wow. was ending things with this guy this week. I mean, I've done other things this week. I've seen our friends that live close by. I saw one of my friends from college. Um low-key been social but it's all been within the confines of my apartment because covid right. but it's been nice fun stuff yeah wow well uh thank you for sharing that jen i think uh i look forward to your other hinge updates and you know don't feel guilty because i think you did what's best and you know i think uh, if he doesn't know that already then he'll figure it out and that's okay um I have uh, some exciting updates. Finally, for all of you who have been on the edge of your seats, Skipper is here. He arrived yesterday. We're recording this on Sunday. He arrived home after a long voyage from Oklahoma, 22 hours at least. It was like a two-day trip because obviously they can't drive the whole way through. Um, and he is adjusting well. He was, right before we started recording, I was showing these guys on FaceTime, uh, Skipper. He's adjusting well. Um, he's definitely, like, I feel like he feels very much at home, as far as I can tell. Um, he just wants to be around everyone and wants to be involved and is very, um, he, he seems like he's very comfortable. Um, last night was, like, a little interesting because he woke me up a couple of times like, once was to go to the bathroom, I think. I mean, he did pee, but I'm not sure if that's actually why he woke me up. And then after he woke me up just because he wanted attention, and I was like, go to bed. It's four in the morning. I can't do this. Um, but, yeah, he's been doing well. I think he's he's so mischievous. Like, he'll take – he took my mom's slippers, and so we're trying to get him to switch over to using the toys, which he's getting used to playing with that instead of, like – any shoes or he almost grabbed my underwear when I took it off and I like threw it on the floor I was like I'm not (laughs) totally accustomed again to having um, a dog like you know you have to just like change your behaviors um and we've never had a dog like Lola was a Yorkie so obviously they're small Mm -hmm. and she was obviously never tall enough to reach the counter and even though Skipper's only 22 pounds, he's, like, part greyhound, so he has, like, pretty long legs. Um, and he has quite the wingspan, so he reaches the he's counter. He's athletic. Yeah, he, so, yeah, and so he reaches the counter. He hasn't taken any food, but he definitely does sniff around, so we've had to kind of adjust our habits. Um, but he's doing really well. And mm-hmm. I, like, I was, like, low-key sobbing when I got out of the car, and they walked up to us with him. Aww. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was like, I was like, I'm going to cry. I know I'm going to cry. And then I, I cried. I was trying trying to hold it in but I just like I couldn't um 
It was like very emotional. Your son is home. I know. Yeah. Finally. So sweet. Yeah. I had to drive all the way to New Jersey. And uh, I just like, ugh, I remember like how much I Better hate than driving Oklahoma. into New Jersey. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's just so confusing. Like once you get off yeah. the George Washington and you get, it, it there's like, it's so hilarious yeah. because yeah. there's like eight different signs above right. yep. like the highway that's like the gw is a mess too it's, you know? a dis- oh, it's like the worst oh, God. and uh i saw a meme recently that was that you know scene of yeah. all the different um it, you can go, here, go here go here go oh, here highways yeah, it's like so <laughs> it was <laughs> it's like boo from monsters Inc. crying yeah. in front of the wheel <laughs> And that is exactly how I feel. I've only gotten used to it because I used to drive to school so many right, times. And right. I would just yeah. know, okay, oh, I yeah, need to yeah, stay yeah. in this it's lane so, so that I can get over there. Yeah. Over here. Because it's like. But yeah, it splits into four different highways, basically. Yeah. And it all happens very quickly really right happens after you get off the bridge. It's like you can go like yep. 95 south. You can take the Jersey Turnpike. You can take the express lane to Patterson. Or there's like an exit. And there's like probably something else that I'm forgetting, too. And there's a local lane. Yeah, the local lane is how you continue on to 95 south and uh, oh there's also the the exit to i to i80 east i don't know what the hell that is. <laughs> and 46 and then like yeah i'm like excuse you what have you guys on? ever seen the californians snl skit yeah for that for, is what for her sure yeah that is what this reminds me of it's like because yeah. they joke like oh, california yeah, only talk five off the i7 and then you get off on the grande and then you like whatever <laughs> they just talk about how they got to yeah. where they are like that for half the but time so that's true, what it reminds though. me of i have family in california that like have lived in california now they have like true californian kids and that is exactly what it's like it's hilarious <laughs> anyway, anyway i digress uh, this, yeah no we digress but um yeah he's doing good we're still does so... anybody else think of mr boyle every time you say i digress i digress <laughs> I that think of Miss Lindell. Is didn't Ms. she Ms. say Lindell. I dig- I, she oh, I, I just remember oh maybe it was Miss Lindell. I don't know. I just feel like I think of Mr. Boyle every time I say yeah, I digress. I think of high school at least. Yeah. So um Anyway, wait. I'm so sorry. I keep no, interrupting. It's okay. Please He's go. doing really good. So I'm excited to I have to put him on the her take Instagram story. I haven't done so it yet. Cute. So cute. Our mascot. Yeah. So we're really it's just nice to have him home. Um so yeah, we're just like just getting used to things, but I think he's going to do just fine. Settling um, in. And it all worked out in the end. I know. Yeah, it only took like a month for him to get here. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's all right. Um, better late than never. Um, also, so cute. just wanted to say thanks, Kira, because Kira came to drop off some skincare that we ordered together. She brought me an acai bowl, and that was the first time I'd had an acai bowl Aww. since last year when I documented the great acai scandal of 2020 before covid hit um yep and it was really delicious so maybe i'll have it again soon Mm. yeah the size has not changed but they changed the container style so it might Mm -hmm. be like a a pinch bigger like a teensy weensy it's definitely not as big as it used to be definitely not as big as it used to be also like a lot of granola for the amount of acai I was highly disappointed I in my this experience. Very first world problem, but yeah, like, I'm very <laughs> sorry, granola. but yeah, mine was high key three quarters granola. Really? See, I would enjoy that. It was way too it, much granola. It's too I was much. disappointed. It, yeah. Mine was maybe like like three quarters of an inch of granola. My whole bowl was granola. It was That's kind weird. of insane that I was like, "Are they okay?" But when I went to pick it up. 
the woman working there was very frazzled and stressed because her coworker didn't show up. Mm. So I was like, I think she was just having a rough morning because my bowl wasn't like not did not satisfy my craving for a smoothie bowl. Oh, no. But that's okay. I understand. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, that's all right. We're not gonna. I was go, happy to gonna, support. Like, go and yell at anybody about it. We'll just talk about. Oh it yeah, yeah. Bond. No, yeah, I was I was not. happy to support. She was like, I'm so sorry. Even though I was ready right when I got there because I ordered online. I was like, What are you sorry about? Like this is totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> All good, girl. Um, but yeah, that's it. It was delicious, and I'm it was glad. nice to like Friday was such nice weather. It was like oh my forty-eight gosh. degrees. It was, it was like yeah. summer weather. I wanted to go tan this week. Yeah. In general, the, yeah. The, this week was it like, was a nice good. week. Yeah, it's the, been there's rainy still now, snow on the ground, but it's, uh, it's yeah. Almost well, gone. Wednesday was very nice, and our friend Chris came over, and mm. we accidentally got a little too wine drunk for a Wednesday, it. but it was magical. We so sat nice. on my roof. Good times. Wow. So a therapy session. It. Also good times. I love it. <sighs> also, I didn't explain this during my check-in, but I got questions from people that don't know Chris asking if Chris is my boo. <laughs> was, like, specifically boo. The your term boo. was used by more than one people. So I have to clarify, Chris is not my boo. Yeah, you'll right. never be my boo. I love him dearly, but not in that way. Yeah. So, in fact, I think the he feeling has is another boo. He has another he boo. Does he have has another not, boo. not another boo. He has a boo. It, the boo. The boo. Who's our the very boo. close friend. And that boo is my friend. Yeah. Right. So could never happen. Could never yeah, happen. So. No. Chris is very much uh, locked up, as they yeah. say. What is that phrase? Like, what? on lock? <laughs> Wiped up. White, yeah, that's it. <laughs> not locked up. Oh, my God. Marriage is not a prison. Um. <laughs> Definitely not married, though. So. Sometimes I, like had posted a photo of my brother and I at my cousin's wedding a few years ago and people were like, damn girl, I got a boyfriend. Oh, and I'm like, it's my it brother. Is. You're like, kill me now. Ew. Why do people, like, do not you comment also on people. You also look identical. Not actually, I was like, but like, I know. You got, who do you, you think I'm dating? Like, come on. Siblings yeah. are dating. You think oh I'm God. dating someone that looks just like me? Although that happens. Have you seen like those couples that... Right, that look like... My cousin had sent a... Uh, there's an Instagram account for like couple or siblings. Oh, you know? like yes. like you know, um, siblings like Barbara are dating. Palman mm. and Cole Sprouse. Is she yes. Cole Sprouse? Yeah, Dylan yeah. Sprouse? Dylan, One of the Dylan. Sprouses. They look fucking identical. It's scary. Right. They're my brother and sister. Totally. Yikes. Um, I can like understand, but I was a little like, oh, gag. Like we're related. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Not just related. Not that Chris is equivalent to that. Like he is just oh, no, a no, friend. No. It could be possible. We, we but love it's Chris, just like just not in that way. Yeah. The yeah. feeling is mutual. Chris yeah. doesn't like me like that either. Right. Yeah. You I don't think he would be offended. Right. Not my boo. Not my boo. I don't know. <laughs> Someone else's problem. Me, yeah, that happened to me one time. <laughs> my cousin and I, like, at his sister's wedding, I was a bridesmaid and he was also in the bridal party. He was a groomsman. And like someone thought that we were dating, and I was like, I was like, oh my god, like, no, it's my very close cousin, like, so, it's so, yeah. The kids would not be okay. Yeah, the kids would not be, the kids are not all right. Not Um, all right. Yeah. Anyway. That's a good segment, like, siblings are dating, you know? Yeah. (laughs) We should do that on the pod. We should. I think kind of like the wedding talk 
or not like marriage, whatever these conversations have been has sort of like made me, it's a good transition to our topic of the it week is excellent. because um, we kind of wanted to talk about adulting and in the sense of like, we're at a point in our lives where we're officially adults. We've been adults for a while, but we're beginning allegedly. that period. Allegedly. Yeah, we've, we're allegedly adults and we're beginning that period of our life where we're really being adults. Like Jen has moved out and Kira is starting her new program, is basically starting grad school and is going to be going into med school. I'm starting grad school this year. I have a dog that's like my full responsibility. Um so those are like very adult things and I was just sort of thinking about it last night as well. It's like if I like not if I but like when I move out, like I think Skipper is going to come with me. Like he's my dog. Um so it's sort of like has me thinking and has us thinking about if we actually feel our age and how we are kind of like coping with that and trying to figure things out. Um so I don't know if one of you kind of want to kick things off and get us started on how you're feeling about all of this. Um but I welcome the input. It's odd because I still sort of feel like I should be in college almost in the sense that you have this level of autonomy and adultness, but you also still very much rely on your parents. Yeah, like I need my mommy sometimes. (laughs) Yes. Financially, I am fine being an adult. And I think maturity wise, I am where I should be at 25. But it feels weird because, for example, last night I had to double check with my mom how to make black beans, which were already cooked. So all I had to do was strain them out and then rinse them and then warm (laughs) them up in the microwave. But I had to double check that with my mom because I just wasn't sure. Yeah. That's the point I'm at in my life. And I don't feel like I should be trusted with any real responsibility. (laughs) I think about that often when I'm, like, not feeling well or get a weird rash and I send pictures to my parents and I'm like how sick do you think I am like should I take the day off of work and my parents are like that is on you girl like that's a decision for you to make um yeah I've been thinking about it recently in the sense that uh I have some friends who have been moving in with their significant others which is awesome and talking about getting dogs which is also awesome congrats I know so cute but I was also like, oh, like, I moved back home to live with my parents, and I have zero, like, I do not feel bad about that. I think that was a very smart choice, given that I'm going back to school and I'm not making money and, like, financially cannot afford to live on my own right now. Um, And maybe in, like, the grand – I feel like when you're growing up, there's, like, this conception of – conception, is that the right word? Uh, Perception, yeah. Perception that, like – once like you're supposed to like move out of home and if some kid lives in their parents house until they're in their 30s that's like they're a failure I was thinking about that in the sense that different cultures you live at home until you get married and plenty of Italians yeah plenty of people stay home way longer but in America it's kind of like if you're not paying for your if you're not like paying for your own house living on your own that's kind of a failure and I never really felt like that when moving home but you still kind of have to be like oh like I'm just at a different stage like the sense of like feeling your age like what is age you know I feel like nobody ever feels their exact age because it's like a social construct of like what you're supposed to be doing at a certain age but I'm sure like 
there I'm sure there are certain ages where you do feel that age like you're like yeah I feel 55 I don't know I've never been 55 so I've never felt 50 actually some days I feel 55 (laughs) but (laughs) I have never been actually 55 um so yeah I don't know if there's like a real sense of like I feel 24 I feel 25 because I do kind of always feel like 16 I've felt 16 like for a long time like you're still kind of growing up and learning and figuring things out um I have felt very much recently I don't know if it's like being home my brother is like very king of the past he's very like remember when you did this horrible thing years ago I still remember it I'm gonna bring it up um so I feel like I've been dealing with a lot of I know legit um he's such a grudge holder Which made me, like, I don't want to talk to you because you're not fun, but actually I think it was kind of good for me in the sense that it brought up, like, once I started thinking about certain things and you go off thinking about other situations where I feel embarrassed about something I did or, like, guilty, shameful for something I did, I think it's been good to kind of process some of that in a sense um, and just think about, like, okay, I can have some more forgiveness for myself at that time because maybe like I who I am now wouldn't have handled it that way but at that time I only had so much patience and kindness to give to that situation and now that I've grown I can like be a better person open up some doors for me to continue to grow but I have to work on forgiving myself for those past like that's part of growing up that I'm like just discovering now if that makes sense yeah yeah you didn't have all the answers when you were 16 and that's also expected and it's hard now when you look back because you cringe or you're right, mad at yourself right. for what you've done but you also weren't 25 when you were 16 right 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 I'm like oh I could you have know? been better there I could have been nicer there but like I couldn't have at that time it's just because now I'm like I know I would handle that differently and been nicer and better right i have also been watching What I Like About You, which, great show. Loved that show growing up with Amanda Bynes mm-hmm. and Jenny Garth and amazing show. But watching it now, I remember at the time I was younger than Amanda Bynes' character. And I, you know, looked up to what she did and the decisions she made, etc. But now that I'm older and looking back on it and I am closer to Jenny Garth's age in the show... I'm like, oh, well, obviously, I understand where she's coming from now, and I understand why those decisions are wrong, but also, in the show, the girl is 17, and is supposed to be making those decisions or having those hardships, Mm -hmm. and that's totally fine. Um, But I also feel that way now. I'm trying to be a little bit more forgiving in the decisions I'm making now, like this dating decision. You know, I, I should have known right off the bat when I first had... No feelings, not no feelings, but didn't have that initial spark with that guy. I probably should have known then and not had seen it through. But I think when I'm 30, I will be a little bit more confident in right. those feelings, no feelings, etc. Um, so I'm trying to forgive myself too for things now that or mistakes I'm making now. Because I keep saying, oh, I'm only 25. But at the same time, you're, you say to yourself, oh, but I'm 25. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard because I think when we were younger, 25 felt really not, I mean, it felt old, you know what I mean? It felt like we really would be adults. I don't think I saw myself starting grad school at 25, and I thought that I would be, like, done and settled, whatever that meant. 
mm-hmm. by 25. Right. Because 25 felt really old then. It felt like you were such a grown-up when you're, like, 15, 16 years old. You're like, wow, 10 years from now, it's a, it's a totally different world. Um, but then you, you're at 25, and then you're like, oh, like, actually, like, I'm still very young, obviously, but... Like, I have so much more to learn, and, like, who I was a year ago is not who I am now, and who I am now is not who I'll be in a year. And, like, and it keeps going. And, like, you're always growing, and you're always, like, I don't even know if, like, adults always, I'm saying, like, adults, like, I'm not an adult, but, like, sometimes I'm like, I don't even know if adults feel like adults sometimes. Right. Um, I think that's also something I've realized as I've grown up. Nobody's totally prepared to have a baby, but people just kind of figure it, it out yeah. as they go along. Or any life Your parents phase. don't have it all figured out. Figure it out, yeah. Yeah, and I oh, – go ahead. Um, I was also going to say when I was younger, I saw 25. I'm using 25 because I'm 25 and it feels like a very adult age. But I saw when I was younger, when I was, you know, 16, 25, you're an adult. And I think people who are older even – like my parents' age in their 50s, see 25 as an adult. But it's funny because all my friends who are at this age around 24, 25, we all feel similarly where we're adults, but also still have to rely on our parents for some things, whether that's financially, figuring out how to cook black beans, you know, things like that. Like I just ask my mom dumb questions all the time. Mm -hmm. And I still feel like I'm attached to them in some ways, even though I'm living in an apartment on my own. I'm running my own errands. I have my own job. I basically am on my own, but I still feel like my parents' child. Totally. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I think also because the three of us have moved back home for periods of time Mm -hmm. after being a little independent in college. And so I feel like that's part of it, too, is just, Mm -hmm. you know, relying on them for reassurance sometimes and help. I think for mm-hmm. me, since, like, I am starting grad school and, like, my income is going to change, like, fairly drastically in a couple of months, I think because of that, and I know that that's coming, and it's something that I want to do, and I definitely am excited to go to grad school, but, like, that's going to be happening. I, I'm, and that's I don't, huge. Yeah. Not having a salary. Yeah. I'm going to be working part-time somehow. I'm, I'm not staying at the same job. Like, they know this is not a secret. Um but because that's coming and I know that that's something that's going to be happening in a few months. Like, I feel like I can't get myself out of a mindset where it's like, okay, I don't, I, I feel, I don't necessarily feel like an adult. I feel very much like my parents' child. And because of that, that like, I'm still in that sort of state of my life. And I don't feel like, like, I'm not, like, I'm not thinking about like moving out yet because like, <laughs> I'm not going to be working like, like I've been working for the last like over three years. Um, so things are going to be changing a lot. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah, relatable. I mean, my parents make me dinner most nights Yeah, because I'm in class until late at night. So I'm not even making my own dinner. And that makes me feel a little spoiled. And like, I really am this little kid who goes to school and then comes down like, okay, dinner time. But like, that's just kind of the current situation. I feel very lucky that they make me dinner, but, um, yeah, definitely a, a readjustment. Something I've been thinking about lately, a little related, a little not related, is like how to define success and like how like there's one perception of what's successful often around like money and a job. And now that I don't have money <laughs> or a job, um, just like redefining like what 
success means to me. Um, and like, I'm still working on that, like writing that down, writing, uh, thinking about how I want to define it. And that kind of goes into like what I was talking about a few episodes ago about my birthday and how like I would be like, oh, I didn't accomplish enough by this age. But it's like, what is an accomplishment to me? You know, Mm -hmm. working on that definition. Yeah. Well, this year has also turned everything upside down. I think a lot of people were doing things that they're now not doing, living at home with their parents, etc. I had a conversation with a friend around my birthday where she seemed very depressed about where she's at right now. But um, I almost had to sit there and remind her, like, everybody's depressed. No one is doing the things that they had set out to do with this pandemic. And it's fine. The pandemic's a good excuse because everybody is in the same boat. Uh Um, But I think what I was trying to say is as long as you're progressing towards whatever goals you've set for yourself, I think that's okay. And, you know, Kira, in your instance, you went back to school, you're going to med school, you're on track to do the things that you've set out for yourself, even if right now you're living at home, not making money, etc. But no one looks at you and thinks, oh, Kira's not successful. Right. right I certainly right. don't. Right. So. Mm, yeah, I think yeah, it's just like more internal, point. like similar to Jackie, like mm-hmm. because you're going to not be working anymore soon. Um, just working on like, okay, yeah, just because I'm not making my own dinner and <laughs> not making money doesn't mean I'm not like working towards a better future. Yeah. Right. And I think something you mentioned at the beginning of this discussion, and I know we have had this discussion before, is that everybody's on different journeys and it's hard Mm -hmm. to compare yourself. So perfect example is our friends are getting married this summer. (laughs) Cannot relate to that at all. Even if I was with somebody long term at this point, I would not feel ready to get married or own a house or any of those things. And they're just at a different stage in life. And I don't necessarily view them as more successful than the rest of us. Um, We're just like on different tracks. Yeah, I agree. That was a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Also not getting married anytime soon. So very much can't compare myself to them. Yeah, I would agree. I don't think any of us are, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think, uh, Jen, you wrapped that up kind of nicely. I think sort of the moral of the story is is that it's okay to not feel like an adult because most adults probably don't feel like they're adults. Mm. And everyone is moving at their own pace and your journey is your journey and you don't have to justify your levels of success or, you know, define what your levels of success are. So that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought that was We're a, all just a nice winging chat. it. Yeah, every, right. literally everyone is just winging it, like whatever. It's just an illusion, you know? I'm like, what is life anyway? It's just an illusion. Existential crisis. (laughs) Yeah. Mid-pod. It's not real. (laughs) Anyway, well, I think with that... Sorry to freak everyone out. Thanks, Kira. Thank you, Kira, for those calming... I tried to end it, like, on a positive note. Kira's like, nothing matters anyway. (laughs) Nothing's real. (laughs) It's a simulation anyway. Well, I think with that, it is uh, time to head into our hot takes of the week. I'm going to let Jen kick us off with some uh, juicy batch news. Yeah, quick uh, batch roundup. And I know, Jackie, you have a I've couple got of more things you want to mention yeah. as well. <laughs> um, but, you know, more of a fun what the hell is going on thing is that Claire and Dale have been spotted in Florida together. Ugh. Um, 
I don't really know what to say about that. I very much put the clown emoji in our podcast <laughs> notes because that's exactly how I feel about the situation. Um, what are y'all doing? Are you together? Are you not together? I think if they get back together at this point, I they're just both clowns. But, you know, whatever. Whatever makes y'all happy. Uh, but. I would just be, like, embarrassed if I were Claire because, like, a month ago. I'm embarrassed for both of them. A month ago. Maybe, like, five weeks by the time this comes out. The They, like, posted, like, separate, like, Instagram statements about how things, like, they ended things and how, like, it was just, like, messy. It was, like, kind of, like, a little much. And now, like, a month later, they're both in Florida, not wearing masks, just, like, hanging out. Yep. Again, Bachelor Nation. Terrible. But I don't know what to say. Just clowns. Both of them clowns. Um, And then the second thing is, and... This is why I was hesitant about talking about some of the things that Jackie was going to mention. But someone spoiled Matt's ending for me, and I'm kind of annoyed about it. Although now now that I know what I know, things make sense. And whatever. I'll just leave it at that. But, like... People need to be respectful of, of the spoiler-free Bachelor viewing. Yeah. You know, I'm trying really hard to not get spoiled. I, ever since Peter's season, I decided I don't want to be spoiled. And, you know, it's hard because there's so much stuff happening off screen that, you know, affects the ending. And, yeah, I just need to, like, yeah, I need to leave it at that because otherwise I'm going to end up spoiling things and it's fine. But PSA, stop spoiling at things to me. I don't want to be spoiled. Thank you and good night. Over to you, Jackie. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, sorry to hear that, Jen, but I guess we'll be able to talk about it in just a couple of weeks. Um, just like something related to Bachelor news that I thought was interesting um, is that, well, Chris Harrison announced that he was stepping aside from the show for a while, and his replacement has been announced for after the final rose, so he's definitely not hosting it. And former NFL linebacker Emmanuel Aiko will be hosting um, after the final rose, and I didn't know who he was. I was just like reading a couple of articles on him and he hosts a YouTube series called Uncomfortable Conversations with the Black Man. So he's black also, which I think is like appropriate given everything that's been going on. Um, And he also hosts, um, I think he's like a sports analyst or like an on-air host for Fox Sports. So he definitely has the qualifications to host um, the show, and I'm kind of interested. I, I have not seen anything. I have not heard him like announce. I've not seen him in anything, so I'm definitely going to be checking out um, his um, his show and stuff like that. I'm just like kind of. I'm intrigued. I hope he does well. I think he will do well. Yeah, um, I think it's kind of we good that they brought in an outsider too. Yeah, we were talking about this before the pod. We were like, we couldn't like shut up. We were so like intrigued by all of this, but. We were, no, we really had, like, a long conversation about it. Um, But just, like, I think it's kind of good that they're bringing in someone who is not related to the franchise because, um, I mean, for one, I think it's it makes sense, like, from a production standpoint where, like, they don't need to, like, teach a former contestant how to be a host and he has the credentials and the experience and all of that. But I think, you know, I feel like these leads they would have to pick a person of color i feel like these leads have been through a lot and i don't think it's like their Fair. responsibility to like 
save be Chris Harrison's replacement. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's like fair to them. So I am, uh, I am intrigued. And I, I think he'll do well. I hope he does well. Yeah, it's going to be upsetting because after the final rose, the focus will be on the Rachel Kirknell drama and the Chris Harrison drama, and not on Matt's love story. Yeah. So it's unfortunate that it has to come to this, but Mm -hmm. I think the selection is great. Bringing someone in from the outside who has experience having these uncomfortable conversations. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see um, how that goes. So tomorrow is the, well, we're recording this on a Sunday, but the women tell all is on Monday. So that's going to be with Chris because it was recorded a couple of weeks ago. Um, So I'm just like excited to not have him. Yeah. I also heard that they're filming after the final rose this week oh. and not doing it live, which is interesting because I guess they just don't want to fuck up, which I understand. Mm. But, yeah. Interesting. I uh, mean, at this point, Women Tell All is happening this week, which means Brie, Michelle, and Rachel Kirknell are going to be on after the final rose in some capacity. So yeah, they're going to have to address the Rachel Kirknell drama yeah. on after the final rose. Whether or not that relates to Matt and the love story and yeah. if he even ends up with anyone, like, who... Yeah. Yeah, I saw his beard. Um, Homeboy's on, got a... On, uh, I saw, like, his beard length on the previews for The Women Tell All. Everyone was like, he looks single. Like, that's like a single beard. <laughs> like, the length of his beard indicated that, that he did not have a woman. He looks was alone. Like, yeah, he looks like he's alone. He I don't know. Like he's I not kissing anybody. I don't know how. Yeah, but he, he didn't look too, he didn't look great. He's obviously a very handsome man, and he looks good, right? Like, he's matching, right. he looks good, but he didn't look well. Good. Yeah, he, yeah. he, he, he looked unwell. So, uh, curious to see how that all plays out. And I, I kind of, like, related, just like... Um, like, Rachel Lindsay literally deactivated her Instagram because of all of the shit that she's been getting. And I'm just, like, so aggravated. People, like, need to leave her alone. Like, she's totally justified leave Rachel in Lindsay everything. Alone. Yeah, leave Rachel Lindsay alone. She's totally justified in everything that happened. You're like, also she proving handled, her point. Also proving her point. She totally handled, handled herself with a lot of, uh, in Chris Harrison's words, grace. And with a lot of class following everything that happened. And, like... Literally, you're proving her point. Um, yeah. This fucking Bachelor Nation sucks, so. Yeah. I'm just, I'll like, just say, aggravated. you know, Rachel Lindsay is definitely outspoken about problems with the franchise and was totally justified in calling them out. I think Rachel Lindsay, though, as a person, definitely, like, oversteps her boundaries sometimes. Like, she'll just call people out on shit. Like, she was, like, shitting on Colton when he was a lead and, um, you know, I, so I get like why people might not like her. And even following Rachel Kirknell's initial apology, she said that was vapid, whatever. Um, so I think people were mad at her about that. You know, Rachel Lindsay is not somebody who is going to sit by and keep her, you know, thoughts to herself. She's just gonna like tell it how it is. And I respect that about her. And that's all I'll have to say. Yeah. And we also need to keep in mind Rachel Lindsay is one of the few um, people who, of color who have been a lead on this show. She is also quite honestly and has taken on the role of being the voice for people of color on the show. And it's not her responsibility, but she certainly like has um, informally taken on that role. And the fact that she's just getting so much backlash because she has been outspoken about how 
terrible the interview was with Chris Harrison and all the drama that has followed, like, you're proving her point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're proving her point. Yeah, it's unfortunate. And um, it's unfortunate that she felt like she had to deactivate her account yeah. because of all the BS. Yeah. I mean, so. to, you know, I, I, to an extent, I get it. It's got to be exhausting. It's like she, yeah, like you said, she's been... She's been, like, the representative for people of color on the show because it's done such a poor job of treating people of color. So, I mean, what, what is she supposed to do? Um, yeah, anyway, I mean, like, in a continuation of, of things, of franchises not doing well or, like, companies not being accountable, <laughs> the uh, Reply All is not continuing with the BA series. Um, they release, like, a two-minute episode you can call it on the same channel and they're discontinuing the series they're leaving the two episodes that were released um but it's just unfortunate that you know this company that has the same issues as the company as the other company that they were having a whole report about didn't have the um I mean, obviously, they didn't have the uh, understanding or awareness to realize, like, hey, we we shouldn't report on this if we're mm. also guilty of the same thing. Um, yeah. It'd so, be interesting for them to be, like, a bit more introspective and, like, do a series on themselves almost. Yeah. I don't know I don't how know you they, go about that. Uh, but... yeah. Or have somebody else host it. Like, the yeah. problem was that the host was part of this problem right. of creating this yeah. toxic work environment, and it was so bizarre listening to the episodes knowing that she contributed to this yeah. same work environment and I'm like what kind of cognitive dissonance is this that you were yeah. just like let me analyze this but not realize that I'm doing the same thing it was very odd yeah but at the same time I said this to Jackie earlier I really appreciated hearing from the BA chefs that I didn't know about or I didn't know their whole story. I didn't know their whole history at BA. I'm a big fan of Rick Martinez. I loved hearing from him and his experience at Condé Nast. Um, So I would love for him to host the podcast. There are other people who we didn't get to hear them talk yet because they were coming in later episodes that I do want to hear from. So like I understand why they're not releasing it, but I still kind of wanted to hear from those chefs. So I have a bit of like some mixed feelings on it. Yeah, we didn't even, um, the episode that was supposed to come out that will never be released, I suppose, um, will have started with Solel Whaley, so around 2018, which brings yeah. us to the more to the more current um, issues and kind of the scenario that led to, like, ultimately the downfall of BA. Um, so I was curious to hear that in depth, because it's, like I said last week, it's a layered issue, and it's not just, like, you know, this happened and then this happened. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not just a a simple thing. It's like multiple things building up over a period of time, um, which I think the the podcast did well at highlighting. Um, But I I don't know. I hope hope in some capacity can... I'd love to hear that audio still. I was like, is there a way they can release those interviews without like having the hosts... um, uh, what's the word? Like her input in it too much? Yeah. Like I just still like I loved hearing from Christina Che. I, I would to hear love from to hear Sola. the interviews, like just oh, the like, yeah. The, I just want to yeah. hear their them speaking. I want to hear yeah. more from Rick. I want to hear from yeah these people that I was a fan of. Also another thing, sorry to go off, but listening to it, I was like, why didn't I put the pieces together sooner? Like uh-huh. why was I such a fan of this? Realizing that they're white people, but not like acknowledging. Like, it just didn't occur to me that it would be so toxic. Yeah. 
I never liked Adam Rappaport, to be fair. I always never liked him. Was, like, was never smarmy. a fan of Chris Morocco. Like, most of the white people I didn't care too much about. Like, mm. I have no issue with Chris Morocco, but, like, I didn't watch... The only show I really watched was Gourmet Makes. Right. And then the ones with them all together. Mm. I liked when they were all together. Um, but, like, most of them I didn't pay too much attention to yeah. besides Claire. But now looking back, I am like, why Why did they have Claire make soup dumplings? Like, why didn't I put that together sooner that yeah. this is weird? I don't know. Yeah, it's hard. A little it's, guilt. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, you, you assume the best in right. people and whatever, like, the things right. that you're consuming and you don't realize, you don't, you know, when you when you like Claire Sappet so much, you don't think, hey, why is this, like, white lady making soup dumplings? Like, right. mm, like <laughs> This is a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> So, and I always I wanted know. to see more of Sola and Christina and yeah. everyone, so. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah. I uh, I hope in some capacity, I hope there there's a, enough of a response where, like, they, you know, take a different approach and maybe they'll just release the interviews, like, not monetize, yeah. like, without ads or anything so they don't make any kind of money off of it. But just so we can hear be cool. people's sides of the story. So, yeah. uh, hopefully. I'm not sure if that'll happen, but here's hoping. If you're listening, um, reply yeah. all. Gimlet Media. I want the audio. Feel free to take our idea. Yeah. Feel yeah. free to give it to us. We'll post it. Yeah. And <laughs> no one will make money off of it because we don't make money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, too close to home. Oh, well, uh, I didn't want to keep talking, but I think I'm the only one that put down a, a Shira or Hira right. this week, so I'm going to share. But I can, I can elaborate. Yeah. yeah. Hira did share this in the group chat or on her Instagram, I think, and I had seen mm-hmm. it, but I was nervous to watch. Um, so it was... So my Shiros and Heroes this week are all of the... I mean, generally just healthcare workers and essential workers always, but mm-hmm. I wanted to highlight the nurses working in the Arizona ICU center at the specific hospital that's highlighted in the New York Times um, documentary. Um, it's called Death Through a Nurse's Eyes. Is that what it's called? The full yeah. title? Yeah. 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 Inside a COVID ICU through a nurse's eyes. Um, and it's just like a 15-minute short documentary and um it's just like really powerful and was very it they so what they did is they just put body cameras on these nurses because obviously these filmmakers can't go into an ICU and film and 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 even be in there but also like can't like disrupt the work that's going on um and it's just really hard to watch because the family gave permission but you literally see like a woman die in the COVID ward and her face isn't blurred because the family gave permission and you hear there's like one part where like the priest is on the phone giving her the last rites and I was like that's too much I was like that's so crazy um it was just really hard to watch but I think it's really important that we watch because I think now that people are getting vaccinated which is a good thing it's an excellent thing you should get vaccinated but um, now that vaccinations are available to, you know, certain groups, um, and cases are going down in general, they're still high, but they're going down in general in the U S, mm-hmm. um, you know, people might feel like they can relax and, and, you know, do as they please, but you can't because people are still dying. And just because you don't see people dying doesn't mean that they're not dying and other people have to take that burden and, 
your actions, maybe you don't feel the consequences, but someone else does. Um, so I just like wanted to thank Kira for sharing that. That like really like affected me. Um, and I think everyone should watch. Um, I agree. It was really, it was really well done. It was very sad. Um, yeah, I think, um, I was also scared to watch it cause I knew it would be very upsetting. Um, so just a warning that it's upsetting, but I do think it's something everyone should watch. Honestly, I didn't share it with people specifically because I, fi- I feel all my friends take COVID pretty seriously. I felt like I more wanted people who didn't take COVID seriously to watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I did just share it on my Instagram story really quickly, what I was affected by is this week we hit 500,000 deaths in the United States, and I think it was this past week, and when I got that news notification, I was kind of like, okay, like, yeah, obviously, like, we've just been getting so inundated with this information and so overwhelming, and there's so much grief to process that I was kind of like, whatever, um, but then watching this, and like Jackie said, you literally witness someone die, you're like, oh, yeah, like, 500,000 people died like this. This is not a nice death. It is very upsetting to hear her son saying, I love you, mommy, over FaceTime as she dies. Like, that is where you're like, 500,000 is a lot of people to comprehend, but to, like, see people, and just people who, like, were really sick and couldn't move their own body. And the nurses are moving them every day so they don't get bed sores. Like, it's just not a nice way to die. So it was just a little reaffirming, I guess, in a way of like, okay, this is why we stay home. This is why, like, we've been doing this for – it's been a year. We are coming up on the year mark of staying home, wearing masks. Um, It's a lot to handle and process. But we are getting there. We are making progress. But I think just – the overall attitude of like, it doesn't affect me. My life can't be affected. I'm going to still go live my life and do my thing. Like, it's just helpful to see this video and realize like, it's just not a nice way. There's no nice way to die, but this was a particularly not nice way to die. And the nurses are amazing because to give up so much of your life for these other families, um, and still see on the news people not taking it seriously, not believing it's a real thing, has to be hard. So, same. I agree. Amazing sheroes and heroes out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I encourage you all to watch. It's really uh, depressing, so just, like, warning. But I think it's uh, very sobering and important that we all um, take some time to try and put ourselves in other people's shoes. Um, right. I don't think it's something that we do often enough. And I think especially now it's really important. Um, I was just going to add that um, also the U.S. death toll was 300,000 in (laughs) mid-December. So that wasn't all that long ago. And I I did want to look up exactly when it happened. But um, people are still dying. It doesn't feel like things are as bad as they used to be. Mm -hmm. But they very much are. And it's a reminder that we need to continue um, being cautious as possible. And we're all fucking tired. Yeah. We're all, like Jen said earlier, we're all depressed. No one's happy right now. No one wants to be doing this, but it's just, it's the sign of the times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we sure know how to end things on a light. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Happy Tuesday, guys. Yeah. Have a great rest (laughs) of your week. (laughs) Sending you good vibes. Yeah. 
Well, no, but I do want to thank you, Kira and Jen, for for joining me this week. And thank you all Mm. for for listening to another episode, 74 episodes. Hard to believe we've gotten this far. We're still at it. Look at us go. Look at Um, us. Hey, yeah. Look at us. Head into 100, you know? Yeah, I know. What are we? I don't know what we'll do for the 100th episode special, but we'll figure something out. Start a YouTube uh, channel. Virtual party. Yeah. (laughs) Well, DJ Skipper. Yeah. DJ Skippy Skip. Um, wow. <laughs> On the track. <laughs> Dropping a fat beat. Um, with that, everyone, we want to thank you all once again for joining us for another episode. We thank you for taking the time out of your week to, to join us. And we look forward to talking to you again next week. So with that, enjoy the rest of your day. Stay home, stay safe. Ciao. Thanks for listening. Bye.